quite a bit with this worship experience through the month of August. And uh, we're just letting God do what he does. And um, this month of August is focused towards understanding worship and praise as we've jumped into this series called In. Everybody say In. And um, God did some great things last week and uh, we're looking for God to take it to the next level. And uh, so what, how this is going to work is that I'm going to teach you today about worship and praise. And after we teach you about worship and praise, then we're going to actually act out or actually do what we've been taught. And so uh, we're going to have some time in this word and then we're going to worship till the wheels fall off. Anybody into that kind of stuff? In I thought I was at my church. Why did I feel like I went to somebody else? Anybody into that kind of stuff? Glory to God. I want you to get your Bibles and go to Psalms 100, verse 1. Psalms 100, verse 1. Psalms 100 in verse 1. Very familiar passage of scripture. It says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good look at somebody say he's good look at somebody else tell him he's good the lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations i want to minister a message this afternoon entitled his space his space thank you gentlemen stay right where you are you can stop playing but don't move stay there um we have as i said earlier we are bid in this series last week now this week um, called in and it's all focused towards worship and last week we taught about the differences between worship and praise the differences between worship and praise and a message um, that we called last week he's worth it and if you were not here last week I encourage you to download our app so that you can either watch and or listen to last week's message but you don't want to miss out on the totality of what God is releasing how many of you know that you're in a house where God is given a full word okay two people I appreciate that for y'all too um, that we're not getting warmed over stuff. We're getting stuff right out of the mouth of God. And because we know that, then if something happens where I miss church, which, you know, ain't nobody, you know, hating on you or whatever, but if you, if you miss church, it's important that you go and still get the word because you want to get the fullness of what God is saying to you and, uh, and that you not miss a thing. And so uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today is that, you know, many of us, we desire different spaces. Different kinds of spaces attract us, okay? Um, they're they're the, 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 the uh, caffeine um, addicts in the building. And, uh, and, and it depends on some of you, what, you know, would say you just love your home coffee, you know? So for you, your favorite space 
it's just right there in your living room. But then there's others in the room who um, have a favorite space called Starbucks. Yes. Starbucks. They know your name. They've memorized your order. Starbucks. Uh, some of us, some of us, we like a place called Coffee Bean. Father, help us. Coffee Bean, right? Uh, I grew up in LA and near my home was one of the first fat burgers in Los Angeles um, it was one of the original ones I mean it was just as I mean the most what, dirtiest nastiest looking place that you've ever seen on your planet I promise you I mean it's just nasty looking just disgusting it looked like people swipe their butts and then make the burgers I ain't lying that's how nasty it looked that's how disgusting the place looked but yet I still ate there. It's the amazing thing about it. It's the phenomenon. And so I, 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 would, I would go there because I loved the burger. The food was so good. It was one of my favorite spaces. Uh, some of us, we love the movies. And, uh, and as soon as a movie come out, you don't even wait till Friday. You're there midnight on Thursday or late evening on Thursday to be able to see whatever movies are out. It's your favorite space. Some of you are, 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 are your favorite space is the gym. Here's the fact, even if you don't work out, you know, because I, I sense that there's some of you here who just kind of play at the gym. That's what I feel in my spirit today. That some of you, you arrive at the gym and you got gym clothes on. Yeah, yeah. You're taking selfies. Talking about getting it in on the selfie. But you didn't really do nothing. Heart rate never rise anywhere. But it's your favorite space. Uh, we all have favorite spaces. Here is the very sad part. Is that his presence for many of us have not been our favorite space. His presence has not been the go-to place. Uh, unfortunately, when we're going through something, many of us don't run to his presence. We run to our phone to text and to call somebody who we feel comfortable talking with. We, 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 we run to the refrigerator. I'm talking about you. <laughs> Yes, I am. You, you, you run in there and, and you get your ice cream. I ain't scared of your demons. Some of y'all start frowning when I got here. I'm going to say right here with your greedy self full of gluttony. Yes, you are. You go there and you fill your voids with food. But if we be real with one another, a lot of us, our favorite place to run is not his presence. Because running to his presence requires faith. Amen today, Sherman. You're talking good already. Right? Running to his presence requires faith. Because think about this for a minute, if you will. We worship a God we cannot see. Uh, we, we don't physically see him. We say we hear him talking to us. People who do not walk with God think we're nuts. 
because we're constantly talking about God said they're like God who where did this voice that you hear come from are y'all with me today it requires faith to walk with God matter of fact according to scripture you cannot even please him without faith are you with me today faith is the bedrock of the Christian walk I said something there it's the bedrock of the Christian walk and you've got to have faith and many of us our lack of worship our lack of running to the presence of God is a sign you ready for this of a lack of faith okay now let me help you today because this Jesus handles stuff like this Jesus Jesus looked at people he said ye little faith so for those who don't think we can measure your faith I can Jesus looked at their faith and said you ain't got much and, and I know you don't have much because I see it based upon your actions and so when you really are walking in faith you can step into a place of worship and run into his presence and worship a God you cannot see that you sense and feel is alive and moving in the earth are y'all in here today uh, it's gonna require faith to press into his presence but I, 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 this is a simple thought but I want you to write it down everything I need is in the presence of the Lord Whew. write that down everything I need is in the presence of the Lord something I've heard recently and I'm going to blast it because I have the right to is when people are going through things and they're going through situations I've recently heard people say all the pastors want to tell me at the church is to pray and to read my word and to worship the interesting thing about it is these folks are standing with a straight face as if your spiritual leadership is wrong in leading you to do spiritual things because the thing that will shift this flesh is not flesh I mean I feel like stumping like sexual chocolate up in here you understand what I'm saying this this the thing that will handle your flesh you don't need more flesh you don't manage flesh by flesh <laughs> flesh didn't come from flesh flesh was made out of the spirit so in order for you to handle the flesh you got to go to the first place y'all quiet in here because some of y'all sitting in here who said it i said i said i said you're, you don't you don't go to the flesh you go to the spirit and why don't we want to do the things of the spirit because we don't want to work our faith it's easy to walk in barns and open and pull a book out It's easy to write, read 12 steps to excellence and four steps to a better life. It's easy to do that, but to fast, pray, read my Bible, worship God. If you want psychological ways of getting through your problem, go to a psychologist. But if you want to know how to take your life to the next level through the spirit, you come talk to a shepherd that knows the way. 
a right shepherd is going to lead you back to God, not lead you back to flesh. You preaching in here, Sherman. You need somebody who's going to take you back to Jesus. And I believe God is dealing with the church in America. Let's run to everything else and not his presence. And so, yeah, you want to ask me how to get your marriage together? I want to talk about when the last time y'all prayed. I know you're looking cute. And I know you thought lingerie was going to bring you out. But you put that lingerie on. And if you ain't got no prayer life after you done gave them the cookies, you will still go back to dysfunction. Because sex is not the way out. You need the presence of God. It's the presence of the Lord. It's what's going to make the difference. You got to say that I can't amen locked in with this one today. It's the presence of the Lord. I found out that people will never be able to follow natural shepherds when they don't follow a heavenly one. So it confuses me. Oh, how you say you're a Christian. Oh, glory to God. And you have a problem following him to his presence. Oh, praise the Lord today. So here in his word, we find the need to not just find ourselves in all kinds of other spaces, but we've got to find ourselves in his space. Some people say, well, you know, I was in his space. It didn't work. Hmm. Let's evaluate that for a minute. Is it that it didn't work or it did not work at the speed you wanted it to work? You'll spend four years for a degree. Some of you, it took you six. But, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You'll spend four years for a degree that may not even get you the kind of job you want. It's like, you know, it's, it's, really, it's, it's really just kind of a jump out there in the dark. You're going to hope that maybe one day you get something you like to do and hopefully they hire you, hopefully they like you. Y'all ain't said that they It's a jump in the dark. We'll spend four years for a degree. But after 20 minutes of worship, when our whole life change. It took you 10 years to get in your dysfunction, but you want to get out in a year. God got to get all through this mess of flesh that you've had there. Oh, I feel demons telling me to shut up and I'm not going to. All this mess of flesh that you have had, God has to process through all of that to get his word to you. All of this craziness, look at your neighbor and say, I know I'm a little crazy. I know I'm a little crazy. He ought to get to, uh, some of y'all need to say it. Y'all ain't saying it. Look at somebody say, I know I'm a little, you need to admit that stuff. He has to get through all your craziness. Are you understanding this? He has to get through the what your mama used to call you. Y'all ain't saying nothing. He has to get through what your fifth grade teacher said about you. He has to get through all of those things in order to get to the word and in the word to get to your soul and to bear seed, put plant seed in there and for it to bear fruit. And you're talking about you want to, I try. You tried according to what you thought you should try. That's why the scripture says, I press. 
press toward the mark. Uh-oh. That means that that's a process, you know. It's a continual thing. It's not a one-day thing. I'm continually pressing towards the mark. There is something that God has for me. There's something he wants to release, and I've got to press. Somebody say press. What does that mean? you got to press beyond your flesh to get where God wants you to go. Are you here today? His presence, it always works. It's not God that's the problem. It's the people that's working it. I know you won't blame God, but he's kind of been at this thing forever. Kind of like the creator of heaven and earth. You, you've been at it. 20, 30, 50, 60, 70, 80, I doubt we, maybe, I don't think we're going to buy it. 80 years at it. You might want to do it his way in order to get what you need. You need his space. Am I helping anybody in here today? I'm going to stay right here for a minute more because I got to lay this platform today for this. You, you, you need his space. You do not need a drink. I want to talk to the non-alcoholic alcoholics. Who think they're not an alcoholic, but you're an alcoholic. You can't even have a good time with your spouse without alcohol. And I'm not talking about SEX. I'm just talking about having a, you know, if y'all go out to dinner, you can't even do it without a drink. You're an alcoholic, friend. If you got to be inebriated, inebriated to talk to your spouse, that's an issue. Oh, I see. I'm in the right place. If you got to have vodka to go to sleep, that's an issue. Oh, I see it in here. Oh, I see it in here. Some of you do not even realize that that thing got you captured up in your household. You let the demon of control come into your house. What I see, and I'm about to get myself in trouble, and it's okay. What I see is some of you got racks and racks and racks, symbols of your worship to alcohol. <sighs> symbols where you got it still saying, and not just full, and not condemnation, this is not condemnation, y'all. If you want to go to the next level, you, gotta need, you need somebody in your life that's going to adjust you. Only the front row saying amen. I'll run with that. The rest of y'all like, nah, fool, get out of my house. Nah, I'm coming right down your street, man. You've got to get rid of that stuff that you're using to medicate the issue. So we need his space. I'm going to jump off of it. I'll come back later. We need a space. No, I, I, it's a real, it's a real problem. It's a real problem. And, and I'm not just talking to, and if this hits you, let it hit you, because I'm going to be a real prophet right now. I'm not just talking about people who are far off in our congregation, who are just in the crowds and not connected in. I just saw something. Some of you are serving, and you have a very serious alcohol problem. It's as clear as day before my eyes. You have a really serious, and I'm not saying this to judge you, I'm saying this to you, is that you've got to run to his presence to get help. 
and change your go-tos. That's my only, that's all I'm trying to tell you today. I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. I don't want, oh, I'm not worthy. Ain't nobody said all of that. Through the blood of Jesus, he covers up your alcohol problem. Are you understanding that? The key is change your go-to. I need you to look at somebody that's looking real like they want to scratch their neck right now. It's just a sign that I'm talking about them. And I need you to look at them real quick and say, change your go-to. Some of y'all just started scratching, yawning real big. Some of y'all start looking down at the flow. Some of you start talking to your spouse. I'm watching you. You need his space. Psalms 91 verse 1. Put that up for me. Psalms 91 verse 1. Psalms 91 verse 1. I see I got some people that read the Bible. I used to, back in the day, I used to say scriptures and nobody say nothing. Can't nobody read the Bible. You know what I'm saying? I can say a scripture and they be like, amen, take us there, apostle. It's whatever that's in there. Well, I don't know what's in there, but amen, it's going to be good. But yes, how you know you got a church that really read the Bible. You just say where it's found and people be like, yes, God. Then, then you know what I mean? People that have been there, you know what I'm saying? They be like, whoa, glory. You know, just by you saying where it's found. That's how you know you really got a church to read the Bible. Okay, Psalms 91 and 1. He, look at this. He who dwells where? Y'all real quiet. If this side said it and this side, you didn't barely say anything. He who dwells in the He who dwells in the secret place. Why is it a secret place? Because everybody can't find it. It requires faith. It requires faith. If you don't work your faith, you will not be able to locate this. You got to work your faith to get to the secret place. It's not revealed to everybody. But you can find the way if you work your faith. That's why you, you got to change your go-to. I feel the Holy Ghost on this. You got to change your go-to. You got to change your go-to. Your go-to can be more dysfunctional people. That's not who you go to. Some of you are offended and you talk to offended people. That's why you don't handle your offense. And that's how I know you don't pray. Because you stay offended. You miss 10 weeks of church and stay offended instead of talking to who you need to talk to. Oh, this is good. Secret place of the Most High. Took my vitamins this morning. Shall abide, abide. I love that word. Dwell and abide. Dwell and abide. Dwell and abide. Dwell and abide. When the devil tries to change your go-to reset and go right back to where you belong. When your dysfunction tries to rise up again, reset and go back to where you belong. When hell tries to come and get you, reset and go right to where you belong. I dwell in the secret place. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I got protection. I got help. I got hope because I belong in his space. space that's his space if I stay in this space take me to verse 2 this is what happens I will then say of the Lord because I have an understanding I have an understanding of how his space works I understand I've worked my faith and I've gotten his space so my confession is going to change 
So the enemy wants you to say that it does not work. That's what he wants you to say. <laughs> he wants you to say that I've tried all this stuff all these years and I'm still in the same. He wants you to say that. But when you, when you buy faith, keep pressing. Somebody, somebody say, don't you dare give up. I wish I had a church in here. Don't you dare give up. That devil wants you to give up on God and wants you to be humanistic and wants you to, to depend upon the arm of flesh. But I'm telling you, don't you dare give up on God. Keep pressing in. When you don't understand, press. When it gets hard, press. When it seems difficult, press. Whatever you've got to do, you've got to keep pressing into the... I will not give up. People look at me and say, oh, seem like you got it together. No, I don't have it together. When I made a decision was I wouldn't stop pressing. <laughs> when suicide tries to come, I look at suicide and say, I ain't paying you no attention. I am going to press into the presence of the Lord. I'm going to dwell in the secret place so I can abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Be seated, please. Be seated, please. Be seated. I have, I have a whole lot more message. Be seated. I'm not going to give up. That's why you can't stay at home. That's why you can't blame all other stuff while you're not in the temple. Because when you get in the temple, what happens is you get the strength and the encouragement from the body of believers. You are not that smart by yourself. You cannot do it alone. Hit your neighbor and say, you need me, man. Look at somebody behind and say, you need me. We need the body. I need a body I can walk in depressed and walk out healed. In his presence. All right. Seated. But my confession is going to change. Once I've been in his presence, I will begin to say different things. I'm going to say different things. So your language will tell on you. Your language will tell on you of whether you've been in his presence or not. Because once you're in his presence, you start talking a certain way. Did you hear what I just said to you? Your language ought to change. That's one of the signs that you've been in his presence. A language change. You will not begin to see your current situation like your old one. Some of you, you have no reason to be offended by nothing. But it's the last thing you came out of that you're seeing everything through. But when you get to a place, you get in his presence, he'll cleanse your lens. I said something there. He'll change the way you see stuff. And he'll change how you talk to it. I'll say of the Lord, he is my refuge. It's so much more message. I'm, I'm trying. He is my refuge. Ooh, what kind of safe place do you have? He's my fortress. That, that, so that's, that's when, when, when the armies of hell, the armies, the enemies of your soul come up against you, I'm straight. How I know? Because I'm a worshiper. Yeah. 
I'm a praiser. That's how I know I'm straight. Like you can send whatever arrow you want to send my direction, but I'm straight because I am hidden by the fortress called God. God himself, glory to God, is my fortress. God himself is my safe place. Safe place is not the more assy arms of that Negro. Safety is not those places I used to go. Safety is the presence of Almighty God. I found somewhere that's really safe. What happened? My language changed. In him, watch this. Lord have mercy, help me. I trust. In him I trust. Right? You start getting in his presence, he starts switching your perspective. And you're like, I ain't trust you before. I trust you. Yeah, 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 kind of language. <laughs> Cause some of you don't want to admit that you don't trust him. But the reality is that you don't. But when you get in his presence and he starts showing you stuff, this is why this happened. And I'll give you perspective about this. And I'll understand this is what I'm working in you. And this is what I'm trying to get out of you. That's why David could pin so many of these psalms. It's because he would get in the presence of God even while Saul was after him. And he would get into the presence of God and God would say, oh, I'm just making you into the king I want to make you into. I'm just shaping something in you. And then he'll start singing songs before God because he knew God was up to something in his life. It's perspective. It's perspective. That's how the murderer, that's how the adulterer, that's how the liar David could be called a man after God's own heart. It's because no matter who he was and what he did, he made a decision in his presence I belong. In his presence is the place I want to say because that is what changes everything. Gotta go. Listen, verse 3. Surely he shall Deliver you Woo! from the snare of the fowler. Woo that word fowler, I mean, that's, that's an animal that's coming after you. Oh, don't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what is coming after you. It doesn't matter how close it feels to your heels. You've got to understand that he is a deliverer. He will deliver you. I, I, I got to keep moving. Uh, he shall cover thee uh, with his feathers and under his wings. There it is again, man. It's this covering thing. Why do you feel so anxious about life? Because you feel uncovered. And the reason why you feel uncovered is because you're not running to his presence. A Christian walking around feeling uncovered. Because you thought Christianity had to do with you just receiving Jesus one time. You got to receive Jesus every day. Some of you are not, not getting what I'm saying. Every single day you got to receive the revelation of Jesus. Who he is. How he moves. Because things are rotating around your life trying to steal that revelation from you. And so every single day I feel the Holy Ghost in here. You got to then remember and remind yourself of who Jesus is to you refuge under his truth shall be your shield Ooh, and others another verse say and your defense let me keep moving let me keep moving go to the next verse here uh, verse 5 you shall not be afraid I lose my mind by the terror by night Ooh, there's some stuff that's been creeping around in the nighttime y'all don't want this 
But God said, if you just run, you're trying to figure out how to get rid of your night terrors and your nightmares and the things that you see creeping around at night, you got to run to his presence and God will deal with the evil that's trying to come after you. Terror by night, no good mercy. By the arrow that flies by day. Next verse, please. No her the pestilence that walks in the dark, nor the destruction that lies waste at noonday. Next verse. Uh, and a thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right. Look at this, your perspective. But it shall not. I'm going to leave it right here. Then I'm going, this ain't even the message. This is the intro. I'm so, listen to this. But it shall not. You don't even know what should be allowed or not allowed in your life until you talk to the person that created you. You letting stuff come around you that you ought to be looking at saying, you don't belong here, fool. You don't belong in my life. You don't belong in my journey. You don't belong in my walk. A matter of fact, get out of here. A real worshiper and a praiser will get the right perspective that will prepare them for the war that they are supposed to enter. It is your time to understand what God says about you. Only way you know is in his presence. So, our text, Psalms 100, verse 4. Enter his space, his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts, his space with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless his name. I, all of that was really the intro. I promise I have not even given you the message at all. So just hold on. The, the, the writer is drawing the analogy of a temple. And in drawing the analogy of the temple, the psalmist is giving us keys to getting to his space. He's giving us understanding of how we get to God. And the first thing that he helps us to understand that there are gates that have to be accessed. And these gates were a part of uh, the outer wall that surrounded the temple grounds. Before you could get to the courts, you had to first get through the gates. And, uh, and uh, you had to be careful that, that even once you got through the gates that you didn't stop there. Because some of us are happy that we've got past the gates. But you still haven't gotten to the king yet because the king only dwells in the courts. Let me keep going. So once you enter the temple complex, there were gates. And as we enter into God's presence, we enter his gates with thanksgiving. Okay, so let's talk about that. You ready? Don't be rude. I asked you a question. Are you ready? Uh, thanksgiving. I enter the gates by thanksgiving. So in order for me to go to the next level, in order for me to get in the gates, I got to get rid of ungrateful spirits. Complaining devils that make me want to complain about where I'm at. So there has to be the translation out of complaining into thanksgiving. Ooh, okay. Because some of you, I know this ain't that deep, but it's deep for you because you ain't doing it. You... Because some of y'all like, I mean, he ain't really said nothing. But has your life changed, boo? So you need this elementary teaching.
scripture talks about how we need to be thankful in all things. Grateful in all things. So even in bad moments, you've got to be grateful to God and be thankful to God because it shifts your perspective. And when you begin, begin, begin to be thankful, you begin to then see why it is that even has you in that position. Right? Car gets broken into. You think. I know y'all are like, well, no, you don't. Yeah. You, you start finding stuff to be thankful. Thank you, Lord. I had a car that could be broken into. Y'all don't. <laughs> y'all, I know y'all, y'all think that's so stupid, Apostle. Okay, stay where you at. Uh, somebody break into your house. You're like, thank you, God. I had a house that could be breaking into. Thank you, God, that I wasn't in there. They didn't take my life. My kids are saved. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You, you got the whole supper higher. You got to learn how to be thankful in all things. Don't let that devil turn you into a pessimist. Don't you let that devil turn you into somebody that's negative. Every time something happens in life, you ought to thank God. You ought to find stuff to thank God for. You're not the weight you want to be. You ought to say, God, thank you that I have a belly that can come out like this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the ability to eat all of this stuff I eat, God. Got to be thankful. I enter the gates with thanksgiving. So some of you, you think you've been into the gates, but you haven't. Because you've not ever, some of us, we've never even touched thanksgiving. Now I'm just trying to help you because this is not a lesson for church, it's a lesson for home. They have nothing to do with church. And some of y'all are so into, you know, oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do next time the worship hits. Nah, this is for home. When you get home and crazy stuff happens, just go to thanking God. I mean, just, just like hands up. Y'all are saying nothing. Kids like, mama, there ain't nothing to be happy about. I got to thank you, Jesus, inside of me. Mama, 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 we just lost everything. The light's off. Thank you, God, that you've given me the ability to see that it's even dark. Y'all are saying nothing. Thank you, Lord. Thanksgiving but then once you get to the gates the way that you get in to the courts the inner place where the king dwells is going to be through praise it's going to be through praise now, I, I want to take you somewhere give me a couple of more minutes and I want to lay something down for you that's going to help you in your everyday walk with worship and praise told you last week praise has actions connected with it are you understanding this tonight are actions connected to it so I want to start by saying this I'm going to show you in scripture but there's no word for praise that says think think your praise there's just there's not a praise word that says think about praise all of them are actionary. All of them are things that you do out here. Are you understanding this? They're things that you must do for this praise. Are you rocking with me? So I want, I want to take you through. Four of them are listed here in our text. Four of the Hebrew words for praise. See, praise is multidimensional. And if you think that praise is just a holler and a scream, you're about to miss your whole walk with God. When you understand that praise is multidimensional, 
that it has many aspects to it and different ways I can flow into it, it will begin to change the way that you entertain God. It will, it will begin to change the way that you, that you begin to engage heaven. Inside of our scripture, there's four different ones, but, but today I want to deal with all seven of the Hebrew words for praise. You want to walk with me today? First word that I want to deal with is the word sabak. S-H-A-B-A-C-H. And for those who one of your things that you don't like about our church is our loudness, then you really hate this word. Because sabak means a loud praise. It means to shout. It means to, to, to shout unto the Lord. Uh, um, I know you're a little handicapped right now, but come here, Brandon. Please. Uh, Alan, I'm sorry. We got a few Brandons now. Brandon Allen, just stand up here, son. Just stand right here. It's okay. Lord, heal him in Jesus' name. All right. All right. If I had time, I would tell y'all the story behind this, but I don't have time. I really don't have time. Maybe another day I will, but uh, Brandon, you love Jesus? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, are, are you a praiser? Yes, I would say so. You would say so. I would say so the same. One of the things that's interesting about your praise, like you can't sing. No, it's not. But, but you do sing, but you can't sing. Yes. We can hear you. <laughs> and so we can, yeah. Uh, but no, but your praise. What I, what I want you to do real quick, would you demonstrate a loud shout or praise to God? Would you demonstrate a Shabbat real quick? Would you at the say, I'm going to count to three and then at three. Oh, you want, you ask for keys. He asked, for, he asked for keys. I got a lot more messes, so I got to hurry up. Okay, at the count of three. One, two, three. All right, Bishop. Thank you, sir. All right. That thing got real. That thing got real. All right. So that's a Shabbat. Everybody says Shabbat. So when you depress and all of these other voices are trying to talk to you at home, y'all trying, I'm really trying to prepare you for real life. Some of you don't think it's real life. When, when, when you depress and stuff is trying to bother you at home, you don't walk around and let them voices be louder than you. You walk in your house and you open your mouth wide and you start declaring the praise of Almighty God until hell leaves you alone. So for those that think, oh, our nation is always so loud, it's called Shabbat. Biblical. Here's the next one. Come to Jana, please. This next word that I want to give you is the word tequila, not tequila. 
Some of you are very familiar with that, as we talked about earlier today. No, no. Tehillah. Not a slice of lime with it. Tehillah. Spelled T-E-H-I-L-L-A-H. This is what it means. It's a song of praise. It's actually here in our text today. When it says, enter his gates with course with praise, it's actually talking about a song. Are you getting this? It's actually talking about a song. So it doesn't matter. Like Brandon started saying, we know he can't, right? It's all good. Because the key is for your heart to sing to him. You've got to change the soundtrack of your life. The enemy wants your soundtrack of your life to be defeat. The enemy wants the soundtrack of your life to be anxiety. But you walk around your house and you say, I'm changing my soundtrack. There's something else that's going to be connected to my life. I'm going to sing to God. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I'm going to sing to the Lord a new song. All right, mother, so I just want you just to, whatever come in your heart, just sing. Just sing to the Lord the song of praise. Thank you, honey. That's that's Tehila. You understand that? You gotta sing. And let me tell you, all let me see, music moves all human beings. I don't care. All. Everybody has a song that moves you. But maybe the wrong song is moving you. So for those who say a song can't move you, if a song without his glory can move you, imagine a song connected to his presence. Y'all understand this? Because mu music moves you involuntarily. Why y'all? But you don't even mean to. You just, your song come on and you like. You, you didn't even know you was moving. Are you understanding this? So the song of the Lord will move you. Here's the next word. Here's the next word. And I'm going to need you to get the setting of strings on there since Scott's not up here. So I need you to do this for me. Um, is Not that he's supposed to. That wasn't shade. Um, I just wanted to make it clear. Uh, um, for, uh, um, but this, this next word is the word zamar. Z-A-M-A-R. And this is what it means. It means making music accompanied with strings accompanied by strings. So to use a stringed instrument, that's a, a place of praise. Are you understanding this? It's a place of praise, you know. You, to, to, um, and so many minstrels, that's anointed musicians who lead you to the presence of the Lord, can create a shift in an atmosphere. Many times you'll hear me, if you pay attention, if you, some of you study me, that there'll be times in worship where I consistently look to Byron most of the time or whoever's here and I say, give me strings. It's not because I just like the way it sounds. It is absolutely a biblical expression of worship, biblical expression of praise that brings you into the presence of the Lord. So Byron, would you just play strings on, on there?
that's that's that is zamar everybody say zamar Wait, here's the next word come tony uh, uh here's the next word the next word uh is the word yada y-a-d-a-h write that down y-a-d-a-h and it means to extend your hands in thanksgiving and praise now he's a real worshiper and a real praiser and if you watch tony many times you will see his hands lifted very very high and in worship would you just extend your hands as high as you can this is and just worship him sir in your own way it, it, this is okay this is this is this is this is yada which is a hebrew word for extending the hands in thanksgiving and in praise <laughs> and so when, when, when i often say or the worship leader says lift your hands it's not because we like to just tell you to do it it's because when you lift your hands it, it is almost like saying i give up whatever your will is whatever your plan is whatever your idea is i die you i lift my hands in praise and thanksgiving because i know you know a higher way i know you know a better way so i extend my hands to you thank you tony that girl, done, that girl done got her a catch. Do you hear me? A hardworking man that worshiped too. I mean, she got blessed. Next. The, um, the, the next word is the word toda. Toda. And this is how it's spelled. T-O-W-D-A-H. T-O-W-D-A-H. This also is found in our text. Both Yada, Tehillah, and Toda is found in our text. And, and we've already dealt with this, so I'll move on. But it is the Hebrew word for thanksgiving, to give a thanks offering to the Lord. Whenever you hear, think of offering, I want you to think of sacrifice. I just needed to drop that there. So it's not that it's, it's like super easy for you to do it. It's, that's why it's a sacrifice. It's not that it always makes sense, but that's why it's a sacrifice. Here's the next one. It is the word Barak. B-A-R-A-K. Zach, come here. B-A-R-A-K. When we get into high levels of worship, if you pay attention, oftentimes you will find Zach at the altar kneeling. Kneel. You, Barak, and just worship the Lord, sir. The, the Barak is kneeling before God in a humble submission. It is a part of worship. It, it is the, it's, a, it's a part of praise. It's to denote that, hey, I don't know the right way. And I, don't, I don't know everything. You know everything. I'm humbling myself before you. I will kneel before you in praise. I'll kneel before you in praise. I will give you glory in the kneeling of the Lord. So, so I, I understand back in the day, I used to go to these things called shut-ins. to late-night prayer meetings that go from the evening into the morning. And there will always be deacons and mothers. Uh, Y'all don't know that language because some of you are just new to church. But, but, but there were, you know, mothers, what they call these older ladies who mostly love the Lord, most of them, that, that were dedicated people that were go-tos. Some of them didn't. That's just the truth. Uh, uh, that were go-tos. That's why I love, I love our mature women in, the, in our church. We don't have a mother's board 
but but we we got a we got a bunch of mature women that love the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? That you ought to, I'm saying some of you ought to connect with them and find out about, you'll find a new journey. Stand up, Dr. Arnita. This woman know God. Stand up, woman of God. This, this woman know God right here. You hear me? And, and uh, you know, you ought to connect with people. Vera and, and Stephanie, stand up. These are, these are women that know the Lord. You, yeah, I'm not going to call no more names, but, but you, 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 you want to connect with folks. Know, but I would come in and I would find the mothers at the altar kneeling. And it didn't make sense to me back then. I was like, why are they always on the knees? Because it was a way of submitting themselves to God and submitting to his lordship. Are you understanding this? Thank you, son. Here's the next thing. Hallel. Hallel. So it's connected to the word you get called, called where you get hallelujah from. Hallel, uh, 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 it is a Hebrew word for a crazy, exuberant praise. We got that one down here. A, 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 a crazy, exuberant praise. So when people be looking at all nations like, I mean, does it really take on that? Y'all always, all, I'm gonna, I mean, really, I mean, it just seems like it's a lot. Really? Read your Bible. It is called, Hallel, come on, Pastor Greg. It's called It's called Hallel. And, 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 you know, crazy praise, it doesn't matter what people think about you, how they feel about you, because you don't know what I need from God. I'm a little over time, but I got to stay on this. Uh, uh, you don't know what I need from God. You don't know what kind of breakthrough I need. You don't know what kind of change I need. So you cannot talk about my praise. That's what the Bible said about David, that when his wife looked upon him and saw that he was praising God in such a way, the Bible said that he became even more undignified than what they said. You can talk about me. I made a decision years ago when nobody in my church outpraised me, that I would praise God with all of my might because I need God more than most. But Pastor Greg, would you demonstrate for us before we get ready what the worship team get in place? Before we get ready to go to worship, would you, would you show us, uh, 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 I say get in place, swiftly in place. For the next couple of seconds, would you show uh, us what, 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 what Hallel looks like, sir? Just go ahead and just praise him. All right, thank you, sir. You can stand up. You can stand up. Give me, give me Psalms 100 one more time. Everybody stand up.